Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today, we have Max Jimenez with Max Cash Offers, and he's here to share how we've locked up nine properties in the last 30 days in the super competitive market of Phoenix. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I am Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the Offer Fast Homes app, the only app you'll need for wholesaling. And I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. So if that's something you're interested in, let's definitely connect on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a friendly reminder, I do not charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, please tell a friend. You can share this episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell them your best takeaway later on. That way we can all grow together. Um, and don't forget, this is a live show, so please post your questions for Max to answer. And before we get started, I just want to add that I'm also super excited. You know, Max has been working behind the scenes while I'm over here <laughs> doing the podcasting. Max is the one that's actually making the operations well, run. So he's the reason why I'm not a no-hug guru. <laughs> so you ready? Let's do it, man. All right. So first question is, what got you into real estate? Uh, good question. Um, so I didn't, what got me into real estate, I actually knew a friend of mine. This was years ago, probably like when 05, 06, you know, when the real estate boom was happening and mm -hmm. houses were going like hotcakes, right? So I, I was working in an office and the gentleman I was working for was doing credit repair. And there was another office in there in that same, you know, location, and they were doing a lot of fix and flips. So I, I befriended the gentleman who was the investor. So it was kind of cool to see that, but I never really got into it. So fast forward a couple, you know, a couple years later, you know, I always wanted to do something in my life. I didn't know what. I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, I we could sit here and I can probably tell you all the things that I tried to start, all the businesses, handyman. I used to do yard sales, go buy like, uh, I would go and buy, um, uh, uh, what is it called, bulk downtown, uh -huh. do yard sales. So I didn't know what to do. So 2014, 2013 comes around 2014, uh, you know, the market started to come back up. I reached out to that same friend and I said, hey, you know, the market's starting to turn. Are you interested in getting back into real estate? So this was late 2014. So he's like, you know what, maybe we'll see. You know, he gave me that, oh, maybe and see what happens. So he goes, start doing your research. So I did, and the funny thing was when I was doing my research, you know, I started looking on Craigslist. So I saw all these properties on Craigslist, and now I know who it was. These were wholesalers, mm -hmm. which I didn't know at the time. Right. So, you know, and doing my research, you know, trying to contact people, I would reach out to people, I would ask them. I was getting very frustrated. Um, and my mother-in-law, I asked her like, hey, do you know any realtors or anything? She's like, yeah, you can talk, call the realtor that uh, sold us our house. So I called her and the lady lives in Florida. She's not doing no more business. So you can see my frustration. Like, you yeah. know what? I think this thing's not meant to be. So anyways, I called her and um, of course she gave me a story like, hey, I'm not in the real estate business anymore. Uh, you know, I can't really help you because I asked her to see if she knew where I can contact to get deals, properties. Mm -hmm. And um, she goes, but look up a guy named Sean Terry, she said. And I was like, oh God, who is this guy now? Now I gotta go look up somebody else. All right. So I didn't do it that night. You know, the next day I went to work and stuff and I got home and I did. I Googled it, you know, went to his website, downloaded his ebook, and I read it that night. And I said, what the heck is this? Yeah. You can do what? You can do this. So what my first call was to my to my buddy is like, you know what? I found this guy. He's saying you could do this. He's saying you could do that. And he's like, is he legit? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into, you know, per se into the real estate, you know, originally it wasn't like something I was looking for, mm -hmm. but it came about because of that friend. Um, so then, you know, I started, I started, you know, obviously Sean Terry's here locally. Uh, it was in 2015, attended a couple of his meetups. October, or right before his event in October 2015, 
that friend passed away. He died oh. of a heart attack in September. So it was really hard because we were going to build the business together. You know, mm-hmm. we were getting into it. So I kind of, you know, pushed through, went to the event, you know, at the end of 2015, which was in October. And from that, from the time I went to the event, man, I submerged myself. I really took a deep dive into what wholesaling was, turned off a lot of the music for like six or five or six months straight. I mean, I pretty much dove into what the what wholesaling entailed and make sure that I got myself educated into the business. But then I got into too much education, right? I wasn't mm-hmm. taking enough action because it took me about 11 months to get my first deal, obviously. Right. Um, meanwhile, I was still working, you know, still working doing plumbing construction because I just didn't know what to do. So I ended up just taking a construction job that I had been there for about three and a half years. So, right. yeah. Uh, so then um, when you quit, let's talk about that story. Can yeah. you share that with me? So you try right. to quit, so you were making how much? I was making like 22 bucks an hour. And then the day you said, hey, I'm quitting. Yeah. So, so, you know, obviously, well, here's my plan, right? Everybody that wants to do something in life, it's, it's sometimes it's scary to take that jump, right? Uh, and sometimes, you know, you always want to have that safety net. So me, I'm the type of person and, you know, my wife is watching. God bless her. Hi, I love you. She's <laughs> very understanding when I want to do something and she has a lot of confidence in me. So I t- so what I did was, hey, you know what? Instead of me taking this full jump, let me do let me let me put a safety net. Mm-hmm. I went to Craigslist and I saw your ad, which yeah. was, you know, I think it was like uh, August 2018 or July mm-hmm. or 2016. Sorry. Yep. July 2016. Called you, interview with you. And then so I went back and I told the, the, the owner of the company, which, uh, you know, we were really cool with him. So I told him, hey, man, you know what? I got a great opportunity in real estate. You know, I, I, I think I'm going to take the jump. Um, I can't let this pass. And he's like, why? What's going on? You know, why do you want to, I mean, what can I do to keep you here? He's like, you're one of my best crews. And so I said, honestly, I don't know at this point. My mind's made up. My mind's, ma- my mind's made up. He's like, what if I give you five bucks more an hour? And it was, I mean, it's pretty like, for a person that's been working hourly wage, you know, for a very long time, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Like the guy hit me where he knew it was going to hurt. So, <laughs> so. Now that wasn't that that wasn't the end. So I didn't tell him no, so I wouldn't disrespect him there. So I said, you know what, politely, I said, let me think about it. Now I got to drive home and sell this to my wife, right? I got to yeah. tell her that, hey, hey, babe, they just offered me five bucks an hour. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna tell them that I don't want it. So, anyways, that was that was uh, I had to sell my, I had to basically on my drive home, I had to figure out how to tell her that, mm-hmm. and you know, got home and you know, obviously, I told her what was going on, and she's like, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> So we talked about it. We're good. Went back the next day, and yeah, I told him no. And so that's how you know. I think uh, two weeks later, I started with you. So All right, yeah. <laughs> so then um, that was 2016 uh, when I started with you in uh, August. Yeah, August 2016. So your first wholesale deal. So first wholesale deal was I was still doing marketing mm-hmm. when I even when I came on with you, even when yep. I was working. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So. All that 2016, I was doing a lot of marketing. I got pictures too as well. They can go on my Facebook. Uh, I was writing letters on my kitchen table. I had my kids uh, uh, put the letters in the envelopes, put the stamps on the letters. I had my son go out with me at night, you know, putting out bandit signs. So there was no excuse, right? Like I knew that I need, this is what I was going to do. And this mm-hmm. is what was going to push me to the goals that I needed to get to. So so then when I came to work with you, I was still doing some of those things. But right. the but the deal came from a referral at my wife's job. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I was pretty confident. I was away from construction. I was mm-hmm. already talking to a lot of people when I was, you know, in, your uh, inside sales agent. Mm-hmm. So I told her, like, hey, make sure you tell everybody I buy real estate. I had about one house in my life besides my right. personal residence. Yeah. <laughs> so the deal came through. It was uh, one of our coworkers. Um, 
the uh, the it was a condo up on 28th Avenue in Peoria. So mm-hmm. this, this thing they owned it for about three years, paying the mortgage on it, vacant. They had tore it up a year before to fix it up. But yeah, they they weren't able to have the money. So yeah, we got that deal, um, locked it up, and then uh, sold it like in two weeks. That that first deal uh, made eleven thousand and two hundred dollars on that one. So, let's walk through that, right? Yeah. So you started in sixteen. How long from when you like? All right, I'm going to start doing this till you locked up your first deal. So even though I went to the event on October 2015, right, uh, Sean Terry's, I didn't really take a lot of action. Again. I went into an analysis paralysis because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn the business, right? I wanted to learn not so much perfection because you got to take action in order for you to understand the ins and outs and the logistics of everything. Mm-hmm. But, but honestly, I really, th- when I made my mind up to do it, I really wanted to learn listening to podcasts, books, everything. So I didn't really start taking action probably to about, I want to say like February and March of 2016. So you're talking, and then the deal happened in October. Yeah. So well, that's a stretch of like 10 months or something. Right. And I yeah. think that's something that, you know, everyone here that's, on the, that's listening is that it's not, you don't just turn, flip a switch and it's easy. Yeah, definitely not. You know, it's, you're going to go through a lot of tests. You're going to have mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it's not easy, honestly. It so really you took easy. nine, 10 months and Carlos just posted something, you know, six months, 2,400 bandit signs. Right. So, you know, sometimes it's darkest uh, right before dawn. Yeah. So I will say this, I did contract one property in the, in between but I just, I wasn't able to sell it. Yeah. yeah. So I had to cancel the contract. Uh, of course, the seller was pretty pissed off at me. And, uh, but you know, that actually, and honestly, that was the only contract I ever canceled ever since. Yeah. One contract only ever since I st- I've been doing this. So we talk about Phoenix is the wholesale capital of the world, or if it's not top, it's definitely top three. Without a doubt, we're the guru capital of the world. Yeah, definitely, man. So how is our operation different than our local friends and competitors? Um, different, I think we're, we like, well, especially with me, right? I'm big hands on mm-hmm. coming from the work ethic that, you know, that I've learned all through my childhood. Um, obviously, um, I'm really hands on with everybody. Like I want to make sure our team is doing really well. I want to make sure that we're, that's probably a, somewhat of a separator from where people have like VAs, people have, uh, try to hire people outsource a lot of stuff yeah so i think that's helped our business quite a bit because we're a lot we're big hands-on with our acquisition guys right they're in office they come in i mean we have training every i mean on mondays we have our our morning huddles um you know we have a text group like what do i respond to this person mm-hmm. so um but you know the thing that hel- that's helped us out a lot is that we we're big on self-development yeah. i think that's the separator for us uh, um, you know, because we're, we're we're sending text messages, we're doing the ringless voicemails, right? We're doing the uh, co calling as well. Um, you know, we're buying data just like everybody else. But I think for us, the the difference is the is the self development and investing in our sales training. Right. And that's I think that's that's where we separate ourselves from everyone else. And you know, we're basically going out to the appointments as well, where most people aren't aren't going out to the appointments. And honestly, it's helped us all out too on our spreads, which yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's two things, right? There's the, um, we're willing to go to the appointments mm-hmm. physically, uh, which is just, right. there's two different schools of thought, right? You can do more virtually. Right, right, um, yeah. But in this market, it's pretty competitive. So we, we choose to go uh, in person. But the other thing too, is we don't have VAs. Yeah, correct. Our front guys are the ones booking the appointments and going yeah. to the appointments with right, you. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Willie Coleman wants to know how many text messages do you guys send a day? A day. So, so right now we ramped it up. I mean, 
we we're sending about so I would say a week we're sending about eight thousand text messages mm-hmm. about a, a, a week. So whatever that so comes. So a little out. over a thousand a day. Yeah, a little over a thousand a day. We do primarily weekdays, right? Yeah, weekdays. That's it. Monday yeah. through Friday. Um, we have a very unique system. So we have templates that you know they're not auto reply, but our guys can answer on the fly. Uh, we pretty much dictate the conversation. We 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 basically control not control, but we we make the conversation go to where we want it to go. Right. You know, to make sure that we're talking to either. Either we're going to disqualify or qualify based off these the questions that we ask them. Or orchestrating the conversation. Yeah, orchestrating the conversation. That's the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a, a great question here from our buddy Donald Ross. What's yep. up, Donald? Uh, what tool can you not live without? What tool can we not live without? Um, that's a hard question, man. <laughs> in well, this in this day and age with systems, I, I would mean, say, and, and what's our best? What are we using for Podio? Well, Beast Mode CRM, obviously, right? Because yeah. you have to track. That That is a tool that you, you, you definitely need to have that CRM, and we use Beast Mode CRM. Yeah. Um, without it, honestly, there's no way you could track your KPIs. You can't track your, your leads. So, yeah, definitely, that, that would be a, a, the biggest one anyways, yeah. yeah. Live without, I mean, obviously, we need all of them, but yeah. the big one is, is that one, yeah. Yep. Uh, so how much of our business is wholesale, how much of it's flipping? Um, I think wholesaling is like 90%, right, I want to say? Yeah. Like 95 maybe definitely I mean, as percentage of profits <laughs> it's definitely 95 flipping but sucks not a big not a, we're not big big fix and flip so we're yeah, not good at flipping we're not we're not that good <laughs> even though in 2017 we did quite a bit of fix and flips but it was weird because we you know it was all subbed out and stuff yeah. you know when i was on my own but yeah i still didn't I, i'm not that good at fix and flipping yeah. man <laughs> uh so what does our organization look like today um, so there's you and I, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, three acquisition guys, which is Miguel, and then Ruben and Nestor. Yeah. Um, I think at one point we were nine total. Yeah. We had nine callers for a minute. Yeah, locally, intern, in, uh, here locally, we had yeah. nine callers. Got a little crazy, obviously, you know, because you have to try to figure out, you know, make sure that they all have everything in hand and to be able to be successful. But narrowing it down now, I think it's 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 gotten really, it's a lot better because now we can focus on training, focus on, you know, make sure that the guys are following, everybody's following the process to a T and it's, it's been very good. Or so. pouring our time into the right three right. people. And then obviously we have our title company and then, you know, we have our transaction coordinator, which helps out a lot, man, with you. Yeah. <laughs> so we got <clears throat> so we got three dialers who mm-hmm. are also on the phones ha- handling the returns for the RVMs and the text messages. Correct. And then you are basically acquisition and disposition. Yeah, in a way. Disposition's actually gotten a little simpler with our relationships that we built. Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> in a little bit about our disposition process. Yep, yep. Uh, so uh, Sejan Bakta wants to know, what's our most profitable lead source? Um, as of right now, it's been um, code violations. Yeah. Yeah. Code violations, I have to say, has as far as the most deals, no, but as far as the spreads, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So code violations, we get those through the city. Correct. Yeah. They go to City Hall. And then um, I think make sure if you're here in Phoenix, you go to City Hall, you have to have the right change, 1250 or else you're not going to you're not going to get the service. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have the exact same change. Uh, Is there any specialty in our organization? Specialty. I don't understand that question. Is there anything we specialize in? I think we just everything, right? I mean, I would say including even we we download the entire county. <laughs> yeah, so so, really so yeah, I don't think source. there's no, there's not honestly. I mean, we've gotten quite a bit of deals from just a general list. Um, again, going back to the original question, like what makes us different? I think it's all about our self development and sales training. Honestly, um, you know, we can hit every list we want, and that's we can kind of we can dictate and you know make deals out of lists that people wouldn't even you know 
not make them, but uh, deals happen from lists that people wouldn't even touch. Right. Yeah. And it's that where we talk about sales is a slight edge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So then we talk about finding deals. So we talked about, um, we talked about co-violations. What are the other lead sources that we like? So we do co-violation, tax default, um, and then we have pre-foreclosure, obviously. And then we have uh, absentee owners as well. And then high equity. High equity is just a, like a general list. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty much. And then we also have that blanket list. Yeah, the blanket list. Just so. everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you live in Maricopa County, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you, if you live in Maricopa County, you're – you. and it's funny because, so, you know, I'll meet with Jesse and Evo, and then they'll play, like, our RVM. Annie will. She's like, you're sending me – I keep getting your RVMs. <laughs> See, I keep getting Jared's. I get freaking – hi, this is Alex. <laughs> uh, okay, so then pulling data. Where are we pulling data from? So we were pr- we were pulling so we were pulling most of our data from like um, property radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we pulled the smallest from Lessors, Monsoon, which is tax records here locally, uh, Rebo Gateway. But when we uh, we partnered up with Jesse, right, on mm-hmm. buying that you know buying that general list. Yeah. Um, so we we uh, we didn't pull we haven't pulled data from any source lately. But uh, Evil is actually coming out with a data source. Um, so if if you guys know Evil, reach out to him. So he's he's coming out with his own data source, which is going to have vacants, pre foreclosures, unknown equity. Um, so if anybody's looking for a list, so yeah. I think we just pulled three lists from there. So we're getting the numbers back today. My favorite category on that list was seniors that have two level two level houses. Yeah, yeah. That's Come on, Evo. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we pulled data. Where were we skip tracing? Um, we use batch batch skip tracing. Right. Yeah. So guys, make sure you put RED for your code to get the, yeah. the best pricing. Yep. All right. So we talked about that. So KPI. So um, Daniel Pareto wants to know what are the KPIs that we track? That's it's a lot of them, right? I think, you know, we've just added more to as well. I yeah. Mean, it's quite a bit. But our general is uh, dial attempts, conversations. That's for our cold calling side conversations. Uh, and then um, I think the one is I think what is it? Contacts. So, so dial yeah, attempts, contacts, conversations. Uh, and then appointments face to face. That's on our cold call side. First face to face. First face to face. Yeah, I mean, and I think we have a large list. I I would have to go in and look at it. Right. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. We'll so there's it. initial face to face, and then there's contracts, um, leads, and then we have um, cost per lead. Yeah, cost per lead. Uh, leads per transaction, and so those those are a very high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, list. Well, we use Traction too as well to keep track. So yeah, so Traction. If you guys haven't read the book Traction, it's an amazing book. And then we use Traction tools. Uh, it's a software that's approved by Traction. Mm-hmm. So uh, Max and I, we have our Monday, uh, our our level ten meeting every Monday morning. Yeah. Okay, so buyers list. So disposition. So this is an interesting topic because a couple of people uh, have actually reached out to me. It's like you never talk about disposition on the show, so, <laughs> which I should because I own yeah. a freaking app. Anyhow. Of <laughs> Our disposition process is kind of funny. So let's talk about A, the ideal process, and then B, what actually happens. So the ideal process is, you know, you lock up the contract, you know, obviously open up escrow, and then we would put in the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we do is we reach out to like our top 10 buyers yeah. by phone, text, or whatever. Um, we give it a couple of days. If none of them responds, typically we'll reach out to Keegley, you know, right. for them to blast it out. The biggest disposition. Yeah, correct. Keegley, if you guys are in town and you got properties, you can't move, reach out to Keegley. You know, they're pretty good about moving yeah. properties. Um, what's been happening lately with these last nine deals, I before I even put them on, I haven't put any of those deals in our app. 
yeah. uh, because they've been selling through people reaching out through Instagram, which yeah. is crazy, crazy, crazy. So that one on Friday, um, it was even sold before I even got done with it. As soon as I posted <laughs> the walkthrough video, I had three people reach out. One of them already had the earnest money uh, in hand. Right. So, yeah. So if you guys are in wholesale and you guys are not on Instagram, you guys are definitely leaving money on the table. So so here's what I would say, though, for that, because it sounds real simple, right? Like, just record it. So you have to I, I know I don't have the most followers, but I have the right followers. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. Um, you know, quality. Yeah. Quality followers. And so I, that didn't happen overnight. Right. Um, and so those followers that I have, even though it's not in the thousands, those are the, I'm happy with those followers I have because those are the ones that are looking at my stuff. Those are the ones that are making, you know, they're buyers, they're buying. And obviously our friend Pace, he's mm -hmm. he's 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 our number one buyer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and we got Ramon as well, too. But we've have we've had other people reach out to us in, through the app, through yeah. Instagram. So you're we haven't even used the OfferFast app. <laughs> and so, yeah, people is like, what, send me your deals. It's like, no, you got to follow Max on Instagram. <laughs> that's what we're sending. That's we're selling our stores on Instagram stories right now. So yeah. definitely follow Max Jimenez, Max Jimenez ERA or just Max Jimenez. Max Jimenez underscore ERA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Pace wants to know appointments, one or two people? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Why? So two people is good. Um, we found out that you can. So what we do is before we go to the appointment, we do uh, a, a pre-appointment plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, here's what you're gonna say, here's what I'm gonna say, so we can bounce off ideas, and then, and then we say you're gonna take the lead, right? We talk about it. So once we go up, show up to the property. So you, because usually Miguel is or or Nestor or Ruben are the ones booking the appointment. Mm -hmm. So they're the they're the point of contact. But they while they're contacting them, they're 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 edifying, which would be me, right? The acquisition guy. Oh, Max is my partner. He's gonna come. You know, he always goes out to the appointment with me. So if you guys, if you have VAs or whatever, you know, you have VAs or people that are cold calling, but you have acquisitions, you want them to edify your acquisition guy. You want them to tell him like he's gonna show up. He's gonna talk to you about this certain things. So we go out. Why two people? We go out and we, you know, we can bounce off. So if he's talking to that person and and the seller is saying something to him, then I can catch and I'm ready to to basically answer that question if the seller's talking to me i'll look at miguel ruben or nestor and then they, they they'll think about what to say next so mm -hmm. it always helps out to bounce out ideas i wouldn't recommend three people because now it looks like you're gonna <laughs> jump them <laughs> um i just realized that you know we talked about the lead sources but we haven't talked about the channels so the uh we talk about rvms mm -hmm. so rvms text blasting and cold calling yeah correct. right those are our three primary three, yeah three primary okay so uh cold calling what program are we using for cold calling so right now we're using call tools so uh, uh you know that's the program that we're currently using call tools with uh chase he's yep. the one that hooked us up and set us up on it um and then as far as skip tra uh, not skip tracing um rvms RVM, we're using uh, batch voice leads. Yeah. So we're using, uh, that's uh, another program from Jesse and uh, Evo. So yep. we're using that one. And then for text blasting. So text blasting, we're, we're testing a program right now um, that we've been using. It's a little expensive, obviously, right? Text Magic. But yeah. I will say this is uh, uh, I talked to Evo yesterday. They are working on something. And I mm -hmm. think they're able to set some people on, on, some temp on a temporary program until they get theirs out. But we, we've been using Text Magic. Um, we like it, it has an app but I wouldn't hesitate to reach out to them. It'll be a lot cheaper than what we're paying. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. paying more, but the cool things we have in there is uh, they can text within the app. Mm -hmm. There's an and app And then for we've it. got the templates in there. So, Correct. Uh, yeah, we I think we're know, up to like 30 templates, so. <laughs> so there's only like a handful of questions you're gonna get. 
Yeah. So you just pick one of the templates. Yeah, it's always so. Yeah, that's a very good point. So most people get confused, but it's always the same. They're looking for that same answer. They just word it differently. Yeah. So the templates help us to kind of like you know gear gear that. Is that the real question that you're asking? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and one of my favorite responses, one of our favorite templates in there is, um, so you, you're text blasting, you know, mm-hmm. eight thousand people a week. Yeah, you're gonna get some people like I don't know you, you're 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 just texting. Right. I don't know you're for real. Right, right, right. And then you ask, well, what do you need to see? Yeah. So we say, that? yeah. So fair enough. I know this text is out of the blue. Uh, just out of curiosity, what would you need to see to feel comfortable that I'm a legitimate buyer? And then the typical answer: proof of funds, blah blah blah. Yeah. And you say, and then we say, um, sounds great. Fair enough. If I do, once I provide that information, what happens next? Yeah, and so. so I think that's great because for us, the challenge that I've always had is that I'm so eager to please and satisfy <laughs> that I was like, oh, you need proof of funds, you need this and that. Let me go ahead and send you these three things, and you email it to them, and then silence. Yeah, correct. So you just wasted your time. So. Right. So you're doing extra work yeah. for less uh, less return. So uh, what we have for our text blast is, let's pretend I do these things. Correct. You get these things. You're satisfied. What happens next? What happens next? Yeah. We just skip that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And and so sometimes they're like, well, we can talk. So when they say that, like, because sometimes they'll do a simple reply, then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So let's get on. Let's uh, I'm going to have my acquisition guy call you. And t- or when can I have my when would be a great time to have the acquisition guy call you? Yeah. See, we don't go into like, OK, what's your email so we can send it. Mm-hmm. We want to get them on the phone to see if they're truly Absolutely. motivated. Yeah. Uh, so even wants to know what you're doing to still look like you're in your 20s. <laughs> Actually, I, I took a screenshot of that question. I sent it to my wife. She started laughing. <laughs> um, I don't do anything, man. I just actually um, I don't drink. I don't stay up late. I don't I don't drink any alcohol, but nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> um, Brian Applis, uh, one of our one of our buddies as well, wants to know what's the biggest impacting of working or partnering up with me? That's a good question. Um, so most people think that, you know, partnering up with somebody, it's going to automatically be like a hit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, especially you have a lot of uh, a presence, you know, with the with the podcast and stuff. So a lot of people think it's it's like, oh, man, he's got it easier. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I might be thinking too much. But uh, the impact is like growth, right? Like we, we help each other out. Yep. Like honestly, um, you know, develop, um, you know, if, we, if there's questions that I have, I've grown a lot in the last year, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, you've become a mentor to me and I've learned a lot and I think we kind of bounce off each other ideas and we both have grown in that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think the big thing, Brian, is that, uh, our, I, I hate partnerships overall. I mean, that's just, you you guys have heard me say that multiple times. Right. Uh, but with Max, you know, we're, we complement each other really well. You yeah. know, my strengths, uh, maybe, you know, something that Max is missing. And likewise, yeah. uh, my weaknesses, Max covers them up. Yeah, um, so we're talking about uh, the other question Prito has is uh, what took us from two to four months to, to nine? Um, honestly, man, he knows he's been in the class. I mean, yeah. you know, it's uh, development, you know, sales. You have to stick with the, the, the development, the sales process, you know. I think that's been a game changer for us because we were still doing the same things. We mm-hmm. were still sending out texts. We were still cold calling. We were still uh, basically um, um, RVM, dropping RVMs. We were still doing the same things. But what changed that took us from there to, to where we're at now, it, it really is the self-development, the sales, pro- you know, a new sales process, implementing it, getting the team to buy into it. That's mm-hmm. a big part because you as a leader, you as, as the main guy can buy into that process. But if your team doesn't buy into it, then there's no use. So that's what's been really the change is our whole culture has now evolved around that sales training right. that we do. So Well, they follow it. And so yeah. I think, you know, the guys obviously are, are very, uh, 
very big fan of you. You know, they love it. Yeah. And I think one of the uh, one of my favorite books uh, was uh, "Good Leaders Ask Great Questions" by John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And the three questions you have to be able to answer in the affirmative is, um, "Do you care about me? Yeah. Can I trust you? And um, will you do what's best for me? Yeah. Correct. When I'm not looking, right. when I'm not around. Yeah. And I think whole, wholeheartedly, all our guys can answer 100 percent yeah. in the affirmative. So, so here's the thing, like, you know, and this is not to something that I always strive for is everybody that comes around me, whether they're with us for a long time, whether they're, they've been around me, I always try to make sure that everybody leaves better. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I strive for. And anybody that's been part of our team in the past or that comes around me, I always, if I could leave, if they could leave a little bit better than when they came, than when they came or when they came with us or whatever, or came around me, I'm, I'm like hundred percent satisfied, man. That's right. where I get my, like satisfaction like man all right look he's doing really good at least i didn't ruin that person <laughs> it's like dave ramsey said heart of a servant yeah correct right yeah. you want to find a heart heart of a teacher heart yeah. of a servant yep, yep. uh brian sammons wants to know what percentage of our leads are coming from rvm cold calling and text blast i think um rvms are low right now uh i think rvm and i don't know the exact percentages but i can tell you that text and, and cold calling are pretty hand in hand right now yeah yeah, RBM for some reason has slowed down. I think that has to do with everybody doing the the calls. You Everybody's know? doing RBM. Yeah, so we're we 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 were getting a lot of int- we were getting a quite a bit of leads in the beginning of the year, and then all of a sudden it started to dry up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. but Texan cold call has been the best. Yeah. Uh, Pace wants to know if you had a time machine, would you go back and do over? Wow, that's a very crazy question. Um, and actually, I was thinking about this. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what I would go back to over. It's a hard question to ask on the spot, right? Um, obviously, we go through life for different reasons, right? I mean, my upbringing was not the best. You know, grew up very poor. Uh, you know, uh, went to nine different schools. <laughs> yeah, from first grade to, to ninth grade. I mean, honestly, in high school was the only time that I went through, you know, to ninth and tenth grade. But even then, I was already ditching school. I was doing this. So, um, you know... I don't know if I would have not went through the experience if I would be here right now. Um, honestly, uh, you know, when I turned 16 and 17, I got really heavy into drugs and stuff. So oh, really? that would be probably one thing that I would probably try to figure out. Yeah, too. So from when I was 16 all the way up to like 19 before I met my wife, dude, I was I was lost. Like I would stay up for like three, four days. I mean, I was yeah, I was pretty bad. I was pretty bad. Um, if that would be the one thing, probably that. Uh, but, you know, it, it goes back to your upbringing, right? Um, you know, my mom let me do whatever I want. I mean, you know, I was out. I was, dude, I, w- I would come home midnight. You know, I was 14 coming home and at midnight, one o'clock. So, um, again, you know, I didn't have really a stable, stable house to, you know. So why were you offended? My comment the other day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that would probably be the only thing I would change. Um, you know, that just because that kind of put me behind but here's the thing though even though i was in that situation yeah. my cousin who owns a, a flooring business so he it was crazy because i hated working for him because you know he so he was my cousin outside of work but when we go to work it was like he put the whip but that's where i learned my work ethic from from my cousin working those four or five years he's like you know what you're not doing crap in school you're going to work uh-huh. so i did floor covering so but even then through that time so i never really like, i got never really got like stole anything or got into gangs actually uh it was always hard work but i did get heavy into using drugs and mm. it was pretty bad but yeah man that's I, why I'm, you don't drink that's why that's part of it yeah and you know when i met my wife i was pretty rough so 
So I'm kind of blessed to have my wife. And, and But that would be the only thing I think that I would want to change, just to see what the outcome would be of that. Yep. Uh, Daryl Banks wants to know what is in the text message. What is like uh, the first What's initial? The first initial text. Um, you know, that's one. That's a great question because people always think it's something special, right? Like, what are you saying? Um, and honestly, it's not. It's like, hey, Steve, uh, this is Max. We're buying a couple more houses in the area. You wouldn't consider selling one, two, three Main Street in Phoenix. It's simple as that. Yep. Yeah. There's no. There's no magic language. There's no like perfect word that you could say. It's either it, it's that, and if they're if they're if they're a lead that's going to sell to you, they're going to respond. Um, you know, if, even if they're not, they're still going to respond like, no, thank you, F you, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get those responses. But as far as the initial message, there's no like special, special words that you could put yeah. on there. I think it's everything after the initial text message. Yeah, everything after. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Ismail Lopez wants to know what, how do you know if someone's the right fit bringing onto the team? That is a great question. Um, I think they have to fit your culture and they have to fit what your, um, what what the stru- you're uh, going back to what I was saying earlier? Everybody has to buy in in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know that's the thing. You know they have to fit your culture and then buy in in what you're doing to be able to make it work and for them to be able to succeed. Uh, granted, you know not everybody stays with you, but those that 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 want to grow and and we're pretty blessed right now to have these guys that we have now. Awesome dudes. Yeah, great, awesome dude. They bought into the culture. They bought into the you know in, into what we're doing. So. Uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> cross our fingers, yeah. you know, that they stay with us for a while. So, All right. Culture fit is a really important thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's me like um, I've taken a lot of personal development. And one of the um, uh, things that Darren Hardy talks about a lot is culture. So uh, if you want to have like, you know, the hardest workers, leaders got to be a hard worker. Yeah, exactly. If you want the leader, if you want everyone to be personally developed, leaders got to be personally developed. If you want the people to be good at sales, leaders got to be good at sales. So. Yeah. You just have to be the best version of yourself. And if you are, then you attract other people that want to hang around. Yeah, and I can add something to that too. So one of the things that I do with our team right now is that I'm not perfect, right? And I don't know everything. And I don't ever try to act like I know everything. Because what happens is I'm still, I'm a learner at heart. So Mm -hmm. I'm always learning. I'm always developing. But what, you know, if I, if I don't know something, I'm not going to act like I know it, you know, and I tell them like, Hey guys, I don't know everything. So, you know, don't expect me to have all the answers, but I'll, I'll for sure find it. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then Ramon wants to know, where do you see MCO in two years? Good question. I think you and I kind of talked about this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, where do I see MCO in two years? Um, Obviously, we want to. So here's 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 what I want to be. What I want to see and what what we want MCO to be at a consist consistency. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody can knock off. You know these big deals. Everybody can knock off. You know one big you know check. I want to have a consist. I want MCO to be a consistent uh, machine to where we're pumping out those nine to ten deals. And we're gonna do it here locally. Honestly, man, that's our yeah. goal to be here locally. We're not looking to expand right now. We're not looking to go into other markets. I think as we get better, I think we're going to be pretty good. So that's kind of, I want to see that consistency. We want to be consistent always, right? We don't want to come onto this podcast and be like, oh, we're di- we did nine deals. And then next month is like, we only did two or one. Mm-hmm. So that in two years, I mean, I know two years far, um, I don't know. Do you have someone out of that? I, mean, I would <laughs> say if we had our guys, they were able to do three to four deals consistently. Yeah. Um, and they can live the lives that they want to live. That, that's pretty much it. Right, correct. Right? So that's yeah. the... It's the serving uh, those around you. So, yeah, and that's the other thing too. Um, give back, right? Like mm-hmm. help people. And because I know when I first started, um, you know, I, I, re- I would reach out to people and they would help out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And there are those that don't. <laughs> there are those that don't. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, Willie wants to know how are we building out the team right now? 
Um, I think we have the team pretty much built, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think we're looking to add anybody else. The only thing I could say that we could add is like a, a leads manager. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing where my, my problem is that because lead is the uh, data is the bloodline of your of your, of your business, right? Mm-hmm. So I pretty much handle that right now. You know, doing the leads and everything. So I'm very like picky man on who who would do that. Um, yeah. But we have our guys that we have right now. I think they're. I don't know. I don't know if adding one more person would be somewhat of a slow us down a little bit. But I'm pretty happy where we're at. Maybe add a leads manager. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. And so I would say that <clears throat> people are finding us, and they're asking to join us. So mm-hmm. um, you just got to be real, and you got to let everyone know your story, right? So you got to be on Instagram. You got to be on Facebook. Oh, okay. I see what I uh, say. So he said, "How do you, how do you, how does he build his team out? How do you find people?" Yeah. Oh, okay. So most of our guys. So Ruben came to the meetup, right? Mm-hmm. And he already had been following us on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Miguel, I think, also came to the meetup as well, mm-hmm. too, right? So meetups are good, and I think. Um, Daniel reached out to me through Instagram when he was with us. Daniel was a killer, man. He's a sniper. Yeah, so a beast, shout man. out to Daniel if you're watching, man. Um, uh, he went out and uh, opened up his dealership. I know that was his like dream since he was 18. So, yeah. But he reached out through Instagram. So they're, they're all over. The, the thing is that you have to give them a chance and at the same time be able to provide that value for them to grow, to see if they develop into that position. Yeah. So, yeah. And Nestor came as a referral from, oh, yeah, Nestor. from Peter, right. who came to our meetup. Correct. And make sure that you uh, hire full-time, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made that mistake. Uh, Edgar Rios wants to know, do you use LeaseSource to get leads? LeaseSource? Mm-hmm. Um, we've used it in the past, but uh, yeah, no. We and Rosara, uh, no, we don't hire VAs outside of the country. No, no VAs. Uh, we did that early 2018. It was pretty rough. Yeah, we- they were really good when they listened. <laughs> when they followed instructions, but yeah, that man. was the, that was that was our biggest problem with our VAs. Maybe we had the wrong ones. I don't know, but yeah. you know, I was even involved with them, training them, doing the script. But then the next day, you go back to listen to their court. It's like, ah, you're pulling your hair out. Like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ruben asked this on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, how did we end up being a business partner? So why don't you go ahead and tell your side of the story, and I'll tell them the truth. Sure. So um, going back to what I was saying about. You know, coming to work with you in 2016 of August, I was mm-hmm. there for three months, and then I got my first wholesale deal, and then I came to you. And I was like, I'm gone. Steve Face drop. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was his best. I uh, e, uh, what is it? ISA. ISA. So inside sales agent. Inside sales agent. So I was killing it on the phones. Uh, so I got my first deal, and I told Steve, I'm, I'm gonna do this full time. So thank you for the opportunity. So went through that whole year. Um, did a lot of uh, business in 2017 uh, with a local cash buyer. Uh, basically, you know, we did a lot of flips. So the wholesaling side kind of went down a little bit. We did a couple of flips. And then so starting early 2018, um, I w- started to go out on my own. It was weird how it happened. I was at a Starbucks getting ready to prepare to, to you know, my, my game plan to start going on my own completely. And then you call me. I think mm-hmm. you call me. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know much. Just in here at Starbucks. And you said, you want to go to lunch? Yeah. So then that's when we went to uh, Oregano's or whatever it was. We right. Met. Yeah. So Mar- eight, uh, eight February, right? Or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly when. <laughs> uh, I know we, we firmed up our, our partnership a year ago yeah, this correct. month. Correct. So um, Max was an ISA. So you guys know I own a brokerage and I got a real estate team. And we've run a pretty tr- uh, successful traditional real estate uh, business. We've done um, over 100 transactions through the last four years. Yeah. Um, and so we were hiring an inside sales agent and Max replied to our Craigslist ad, brought him in, did the meeting and uh, convinced him to work with me. He's like, yeah, I just got to make sure this makes sense. Got to go quit my job. Yeah. And so I was like, OK, well, I guess this isn't going to work out. So just a quick tip. So when I called the the uh, the number, uh-huh. this, is how, this is how I got Steve to call me. I said, 
hey, I just, I'm just looking for an opportunity. If I don't work out in 30 days, you can fire me. And I could swear you call me like five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Max had to go figure out, and that's when he had to quit. And you know, he had to convince his wife that it made sense to work with me as an avenue to build his business. And I was already wholesaling uh, at that time. So uh, Max came on, and he he was calling uh, my pay-per-click leads, uh, the stress sellers. Yeah. Um, and so he was getting not only calling uh, buyer leads, but also calling motivated seller leads, which is what we work with now. Mm -hmm. And um, so after about three months, got your first deal. Yeah. And then you went off on your own and we just kept in touch. And right. on Facebook predominantly, I could see what Max is doing. He could see what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I just reached out to him. I said, look, you're doing this. I'm doing this. Right. Why don't we just join forces? And about a month and a half of negotiations later, <laughs> we partnered up. Yeah. Uh, April of 2018. Yeah, the rest is history, man. Yep. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> uh, Richard Norua wants to know how many cold call, how many cold call leads to a deal. Um, I don't have all the KPIs in front of us. Um, well, I did, so I pulled it. Okay, okay. Uh, so the big thing is we qualify leads probably differently, or yeah. maybe not differently, but well, our, our way of qualifying qualify, a lead. Right. Yeah. What's the qual? How do we determine a lead? So the way we so the way we determine if it's a lead or not is obviously there's the four pillars right mm -hmm. so we're looking for pain either pain or motivation time frame and price price always always the last thing yeah. so we want to make sure that they have the the pain is there is there enough pain there for us to for them to even consider our solution or do we need to refer them maybe they're thinking more like you know traditional or something sometimes you don't see the pain there's motivation like some people just want to have that you know that set date to close they want to have that 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 uh, uh what is it called uh, uh for sure you know what i mean like certainty certainty yeah that's the word and so those are the things that we look for um we have certain questions that we ask obviously to make sure that's that's those they fit into that so that's and if if they do then it becomes a lead we we go for right. the appointment yeah yeah so and to answer your question right if we got seven people that fit those criteria are willing to meet with us we'll close one in seven mm -hmm. it'd be nicer if it was a higher percentage but one in seven Right. It's what we'll take. Uh, so what markets are you in? Phoenix. That's it. That's it. Phoenix. No plans on expanding. We're not going, you know, we're not going to go to any markets. Uh, we've yeah. thought about it before, but yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah. so there's this constant distraction and we have a lot of friends throughout the country who are asking us like, hey, you know, yeah. move over here or right. uh, they reach out to us like, hey, you know, I'll be your boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's just no thanks. We don't yeah. <laughs> need any more. Uh, distractions. Yep, exactly. Uh, so Pace wants to know, why do we use Magnus Title? Because <laughs> they're the best, Pace. Come on. <laughs> yeah, get it together, Pace. Um, if Kerry can handle our deals and can carry, and can handle Keegley's deals, then it yep. should be good enough for most other wholesalers. Exactly. Actually, we've never had one, well, because of them anyways, because of Magnus Title. We've never had an issue. Yeah. I mean, obviously, every deal has their own issue. But oh, lots of headaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah but because but any issues because of the title company, we've had zero. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and then Edgar wants to know how much do we all spend in leads uh, slash skip tracing a month? Um, we run pretty lean. I think we're we're a little bit over f like 4,500 or something. Yeah. 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 It's really low. I mean, we're spending uh, call tools is under 100 bucks a week. We're spending, was it 300? Uh, 350, week? I think, a week on tax. On tax. Yeah. And RVM's like another 250 bucks. Right. Yeah. So again, not, not that much, guys. Yeah, again, and so that's that's the great thing about you know I keep saying this that the the different differentiator is the is the sales training and 
buying into the culture, the guys all in into believing into what, you know, what we're training them with and, and how, and, and they're applying it too, you right. know, to the T and they ask a lot of questions, you know, so that's why our conversion rate's pretty, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw a question this morning mm -hmm. uh, in the Go-Giver group, which is run by Brandon Simmons. It's the best mastermind, in my opinion. Um, virtual or in-person for um, wholesaling, so, seller appointments? So virtual, you're able to do a lot more. So, right, if you're looking for volume, probably virtual would be, it's a good way to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I was having a conversation with somebody about this on, our, on, your, on the last meetup. And so... But I think your spreads are, are a little less than if you go belly belly, if you go mm -hmm. to the appointment. So we found out, and it's it's quite a big difference, like almost 10 to 12 grand difference. Yeah. So I prefer face-to-face -face, yeah, yeah. because of that. Yeah. So, so I prefer going out to the appointment. And I think it's just two different schools of thought. You know, yeah. if you're in multiple states, virtual is awesome. Right, oh yeah, you have to. I mean, right? yeah, exactly. But for us, okay. we're, we're happy in Phoenix. We're and I think the other thing we talked about <clears> is the guys are doing virtual are getting the lowest hanging fruit and yeah. they're just outspending us which is totally fine yeah no that's fine we're happy getting the second lowest right. hanging fruit so what virtual does so i'll tell you i'll share the story of the appointment that we went to um so we had a lead and we could have probably locked it up on the phone the guy was oh, i think he wanted 185 at the time so we were like look we don't know if we can do the 185 let us come out to the property. You know, obviously we went out to the property and we ended up getting it for like $25,000 less mm -hmm. when we went out to the property. That's a big difference when you're talking about a wholesale right. deal, you know, because that could include, you know, uh, your either some repairs for the end buyer or adjustments or uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, your, your, your fee, mm -hmm. you know, so you go from, from making a five, $6,000 fee to now a, a 12, $13,000 assignment fee. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys are doing it virtually in town, we apologize. Um, if you're calling them after we've gone through there, we set some landmines behind us. Yeah, so that's the, the, I'm glad you brought that up. So Friday, the the, the deal we got Friday, which yeah. I don't think you counted for, but Miguel got anyways. He did the appointment. We went out. Um, the guy, the 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 seller had two more appointments after us, but we built so good rapport with him. You know, we listened to what he wanted, you know, what he wanted to accomplish, what his goals was. And so it was weird because so we even showed him the contract like he this guy was fidgety and, and nervous. And here's the contract. Here's what it says. And, you know, and so he went to his phone. He was doing something. And then he goes, you know what? I just canceled the other two people that were coming after you. Right. And I said, oh, OK, great. <laughs> All right. The landmines. The landmines yeah. are huge. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Rosero wants to know, as a broker, you're OK with your agents being a wholesaler? 100 percent. I, I don't treat our agents as agents i treat them as business owners uh jesse burrell wants to know how important is surrounding yourself with the right people very important um that's a mistake i did when i first started you know because here's here's what happens and it happens to all of us right um i've never had a business background i've never was around people with money mm -hmm. you know my perception of money was always like turn off the lights or you know hey <laughs> you know don't leave the light on or you know are you gonna finish that or you know things like that so mm -hmm. Coming into the business world, um, that's what holds a lot of people back is the mindset, right? And it's a mistake that I did when I first started. I didn't network fast enough. I didn't network enough or fast enough. So when you get into the business, I know you have to be very careful now. Nowadays is a little different than when I got into it in 2015 because there's- A lot yeah, easier now. Yeah, so 
you have to reach out, especially start local. Like reach out to your local guys. Find out who the real players are. Find out who, uh, you know, who who are who's the ones doing the real deals. And you know, and if people have a problem with you asking them questions about you know whether they're doing deals or not, then you walk away from them right away. Yeah. But going back to Jesse's question, I mean, in the last twelve months, honestly, that's what's really changed our business and really change my myself to just surrounding yourself with the people who are smarter than you, people who, who, who know a lot more than you, uh, you know, just because they're going to help you. You, you. How is it? There's no stupid questions, only stupid people, right? Mm. You, so <laughs> that's the thing is that you, you want to be dumb for a little bit, not mm. forever. And so, and I'm going to follow that. You know, I put myself in there first because I didn't do this quick enough, you know. And, and that goes back to our perception, our mindset, you know, growing up. Again, dude, I had no stability. I mean, going to nine different schools all through my elementary years and, you know, growing up in the situation I did, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew I wanted to be something. I wanted to do something. And, and mm -hmm. so, but it took a while. But, yeah, your network is very important. You know, now we can pick up the phone and. Again, you know, we're selling our properties on Instagram just from those people, you know. Yeah. They're very grateful for those people. I mean, Jesse, he, he's helped us out a lot, you know, in our Hold business. Up. Him and Evo and Annie, I mean, they've been a, a very um, important, crucial part, you know, of helping us yeah, systemize. They sped, they sped up our Yeah, our sped up our process. So it's very important for those that are starting out. Network with those locally that are there locally with you as fast as you can and weed out the flakes right away. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was what I would recommend. Very important. And just to add to that, uh, what... I've talked to Jesse offline about this is that things are great today, but it can change instantly. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to be surrounding yourself with the right people who are going to figure it out. Right. Correct. No, definitely. Um, and then Ramon wants to know, what's the weirdest thing you found inside a distressed home? <laughs> the weirdest thing I found inside a distressed home. Um, I can't say a dead body, uh, but dead cats, man. Holy smokes. Yeah. We bought one. I think it was early 2018 before I partnered up with you. Mm -hmm. And so I walk up to the appointment and the guy's sitting outside and, and this this is a big, this guy was, I mean, he was huge, you know, I, I was, so I woke up, I didn't know what's going on. So he's outside and I'm like, hey, how you doing? I presented myself and he's like, oh, I'm doing great. He goes, um, the house is right there if you want to go look at it. I'm like, this does not sound good. <laughs> <laughs> door open, back door open. And so as soon as I start walking up to the house, I get the stench, man, of cats. I mean, cat pee, everything. I was like, I, before I went in the door, I looked back at him. I'm like, are you sure I can? He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Look at it. I'll wait for you out here. <laughs> so I walk in, and the first thing when I walk into the house, dead cat on my left side. I'm like, oh. So I walked in. I pulled my shirt over my nose, and I started going. I, you know, and, and he had it was two-bedroom house with the one, one bathroom. One of the rooms was closed with a TV blasting. Like, it was loud. Oh, and he told me before I went in, don't go in that last room on your left. I was like, I'm good. I won't go into it. <laughs> so then... I walked the house, I opened up the back door, and there was a dead cat on a chair. There was a dead cat on my left side. Yeah, it was horrible, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was say interesting, but that was that was the worst house I ever walked into. I don't think our buddy Pace would have been able to survive that house because I think he's allergic to cats. Uh, I think he would have found a way. <laughs> if there's money involved, Pace would have found a way. Probably, uh, yeah. He would have sent uh, his, his crew. What is the greatest attribute that, you, that we see in each other? So I'll start with you. Um, always pushing to get better, right? Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I admire from you. Obviously, is 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 you we're always you're always finding ways how we can get better, including with our training, sales mm -hmm. training. I mean, um, your leadership skills as well too has helped us a lot. And yeah. even to this day, I mean, you know, we still I, we us our team and myself we still consult like what should we do here, right? Right. Yeah. So that's the biggest attribute I see. You're always looking how to get better and self develop because I think you and I spoke about this when we first met. 
was we were big both on self-development. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you were light years ahead of me. So even till this day, I still, that's the one thing I see. Yeah, I got no problem spending on personal development. <laughs> uh, and, and for us, for me, so when I started with Max, there are a couple of attributes I liked a lot, but there was one that always stuck out was that it was driving for dollars. So Max would drive for dollars, see a house, and forget sending a postcard, forget skip tracing, uh, Max would just get out and knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then on property radar, he can see what their other address was. Yeah. And then he would drive to that house. Yeah. So when you talk about taking action, that's taking action, right? There's no skip tracing. There's no this or that. It's yeah. house looks like crap. I'm going to knock on the door. Oh, they didn't open. Let me find their other address. Yeah. I'm going to knock on that door. Yeah. That's that's commitment. Yeah, and, and one of the things too, we, we call them like on the spot. So even like some of the apps now, they skip trace for you. Right. And some people, I don't I don't understand, like you're there in front of the house, call them. They might be 10 minutes down the road. Hey, I'm gonna be there right now. Yeah. You never know that. We didn't have, I didn't have that when I was door knocking back, you know, <laughs> where uh, property radar, but those numbers were like, you know. Oh, those were, numbers are junk. Yeah, they're junk, but I still call them um, when knocking the door or you know what, I would knock on the neighbor's door too. Yeah. That, that would help like, cause most neighbors honestly don't want to see that type of property cause they attract crack, you know, they attract yeah. uh, druggies, they attract squatters. So we would say, hey, if you can help us find the owner, we'll clean it up for you and we'll make sure that, you know, a nice family moves in there. So they're more than happy to help you. But yeah, definitely got to take that action, man. Yeah. So yeah. is that is that bulldogness? Yeah. Is is one of the best person uh, traits I see in Max. Bruce Scott wants to know whether our people are licensed. So two out of three. <laughs> yeah, two out of three are licensed. Uh, Dave McLennan wants to know what formula do we use to buy at? So that's um, so we try to stick with like seventy five percent ARV minus repairs. Um, sometimes, depending on the house, if it's a newer house, we'll, we'll be a little more lenient on the 75%, either go higher or something. Mm -hmm. Depending on condition, too, you know, we'll buy it a little higher. Um, but we're always, that's our starting point, 75% minus repairs. And then, um, and then you know, obviously, we, 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 don't, we don't stick that rule to every house. We look at every house individually. And that's where we start. Does this make sense to go this route? Okay, let's adjust. Like we don't have like that, that's not our concrete for everything. Mm -hmm. And that thing that's what's helped us out a lot too to make sure that we look at every property as an individual. Uh, we look at every party individually and, and we start there with our approach, but then we adjust as soon as we start finding out like other little details about it. Yeah. Right. And we'll ask our, our, our peers, right? We got a lot of competition slash yeah. friends in the right, market. Right. like, hey, you know, we're going to this one. What do you see this one at? Yeah, correct. Or what do you think someone will pay for this? Yeah. So we talked about marketing expenses. What about our total monthly overhead? Um, well, I mean, we're at Sunny Home's office. I mean, that's something you might be able to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't really have a lot of... Uh, so the nice thing is that uh, me personally, I already have a couple other businesses going. So we just leverage those resources. So yeah, able to use the TC from my team, able to use the office from my team, yeah. electricity and all that. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, any valuable resources? We already talked about the tools. Is there anything else that we've missed? Valuable resources? Um, not really, man. I mean, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of information. Yeah. So we got sales training. So the sales, <coughs> we've got the grandmaster, Brad Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Right? So he's our yeah. sales coach. Our yeah. Our sensei. Uh, <laughs> we got, <laughs> I would say our network. You know, we've, we're surrounded by the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was cool. You weren't able to make it in Dallas, but man, I would say hanging out with Pace, Jamil, yeah. Evo, Annie, Jesse, Bryant, yeah. like it's just crazy. So our network 
is a great resource. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that, man. That you're again going back. I think Jesse asked this earlier, but yeah, the network has made it's night and day, dude. Like, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, we wouldn't be where we are right now if yeah. it weren't for them. And and you you know one of the things most people are again going back to your beliefs and which how you grew up. You got to break those beliefs and reach out to people. They're yeah. most willing to help you more than none. You know, they're willing to reach out. Um, the one thing is that you can't do is like, hey, let me pick your brain. You got to provide some type of value, right? Uh, you got to figure out how can you know if you're gonna if you're gonna build your network. It's not just about give me, but you know how do we provide value to that person as well? You know. Yep. Yeah. Um. So we already talked about Podio uh, tools systems. Uh, what would we do if the market dips? Make lower offers. Yeah. <laughs> not too worried about that. We just keep trucking. <clears throat> um. What is your why? My why. Um, great question, and I think you and I had talked about this before. Um, obviously, obviously, the, my family, my wife, right? That's that's pretty much always there. But my bigger why is for me, I'm 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 a person that likes to live. I, I want to get to a point where I live life on my terms, right? Mm-hmm. Convenience, um, you know, do what I want when I want. You know what I mean? Because growing up, obviously, it was always like, no, you can't do that. No, we can't afford that. No, you can't. You know, you can't do that. Like. There was a lot of restrictions growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying that the money's my wife, but the convenience of being able, because I'm a big giver and sometimes that affects me. My wife's like, eh. <laughs> I like to see people be blessed mm-hmm. for, a, actually I get more happier when other people are blessed when I buy them something or mm-hmm. I give to them. So I'm a big giver. So that's one of my wives is that, that the convenience and being able to live life on my terms, you know, not have to worry about those things ever. And, and, and now passing that on to my kids. Yeah. That's that's my big why. Yeah. Awesome. What's your biggest struggle right now? Um, biggest struggle right now. Um, I think since we're growing, we're scaling, obviously, it's always that struggle. Whether do we bring another person on? Um, do we bring, you know what I mean? It's always trying to figure. It's not so much. It's a little bit of a struggle because you got a good thing going. But yet in order to scale, you got to disrupt that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I know you and I haven't really talked about this, but I know that we got like big goals and stuff, but that's kind of like the struggle. How do we, how do we make that next step, you know, to that 10 and 12 or whatever mm-hmm. without disrupting too much what we got now? So that's kind of been the little bit thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is your superpower? My work ethic, man. Honestly. I agree. Yeah. I don't think, um, you know, I've always had to work for everything hard. Um, I told you when, my cousin is the one that instilled that in me when I would, I would dude. he was the best cousin ever at work. We show up to work. Like, I didn't know who the heck this guy was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang it. We're, what happened? We just got off the truck. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely my work ethic, man. Um, that is my superpower. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jay Tovar wants to know what advice you'd give to an acquisition rep who's looking to go from one to two deals a month to closing four to five deals a month. Um, if you're not doing it already, I would say, um, uh, you know, um, develop your sales skills, man, develop your, cause, cause you can ramp up your marketing, you can ramp up your text messaging, your cold calling, but if those leads that are coming in and you don't, and, and you're not getting better, you know, at conversion, you're not getting better at closing those leads or, or converting those leads into deals, what's going to happen is you're just going to get frustrated. You know, and like, you know, that's that's really what I could say, to, you know, for that, honestly, yeah. so develop, you know, grow your, your I mean, get into uh, 
develop your sales skills and, and get into some actual training. Because you can find a lot of stuff on Instagram, you can find a lot of stuff on YouTube, but until you actually invest some money, which I've never done, honestly, man, until you know, we got into uh, sales training with uh, Brad, you know, so that's been like the most I've ever invested in my in, in myself. But honestly, that's it's been night and day. Yeah. So that's I think where it's gonna take that you know take you from two to four to whatever you want to be at. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a shameless plug right here, Jay. Uh, so we're actually doing a workshop uh, next month, so May 25th. If you guys are interested in checking out the workshop, we're gonna basically give our blueprint for what our business is doing. Uh, you got to text disruptor workshop to three, four, five, three, four, five disruptor, one word workshop, one word, so disruptor workshop to three, four, five, three, four, five. And we're going to show you all the sales training that we've gone through as well as every single system that we have in place so that when you guys leave, you have no excuse, but to dominate when you get back. Uh, next question is what is your favorite, best or most interesting failure? Best and most interesting failure. Um, um, I think I, man, I don't know if I have a best and most interesting failure, but, uh, I actually almost did quit, uh, at one point, yeah. like from, you know, doing the real estate, but actually my wife actually was the one that checked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and the part where I quit is during that time when I went to the event, October, 2015, um, uh-huh. you know, doing all that all that reading, all the podcasts, and I'm like, nothing's happening, man. Mm-hmm. So, but she saw how much time I was investing in this thing. She wouldn't even get frustrated because we're in the car and I'm listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm not getting deals, this and that. And she's like, you know what, you've invested so much time. She's like, don't don't quit now. Like, you know, you're already all in. Yeah. So, and then she kind of reminded me of my friend that passed away that 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 month before. You know, uh, we were gonna go to the event. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Flip to Freedom that you went to. Yeah, Flip to Freedom. Sean Terry's Flip to Freedom. Yep. yep. Uh, he's a legend. He's supposed to be. We're, we're, we're playing Instagram tag, <laughs> trying to figure out when he's going to be on the show. Uh, what book have you gifted more than any other? Um, currently, we've gifted the um, Can't Teach Your Kid to Ride uh, Bike, Bicycle at a Seminar, right? Mm, can't Teach Your yeah. Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar. Yeah. Yeah. Someone. Huge book. Huge yeah. book. But uh, the one I do recommend right now is uh, Prospect, Prospect the Seminar Way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then is there any lasting message that you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I've learned, you know, what I've learned from where I was at before we, you and I partnered up is that, you know, it takes a long time to build a business. You know, the thing about this business is that there's zero cost to entry besides your time and then maybe some, um, you know, a little bit of a marketing, right? Mm-hmm. You go buy a franchise, it's like $250,000, right? You might not have to pay all in, but you got at least have half or whatever it is. So it's easier to quit in this business. And the only thing I can say is like, you have to stay persistent. You got to put, I posted this the other day on my Facebook. You got to put the blinders down and your head down. A lot of times we get caught up like seeing these people, they're doing, they're doing this, they're doing that. And what happens, what I've learned is that not to compare yourself to not to compare your situation right now to where those where they are right now currently because you have no idea what happened in that background you have no idea if they were funded if they had the money but that's always been a a thing of mine like i've never looked at what the other person i admire and i'm like wow that's great but then i get focused and get back to you know what is my like you have to figure out what your business structure is and what your end goal is going to be not based off what they're doing but your what your your what you want to do and what you want to accomplish yeah and you got to be persistent man you can't give up you know it takes a long time to build a business yeah Yeah. sage advice yeah 
Uh, so guys, we're going to end it there. So uh, definitely, if you guys are interested in the workshop, text this Webdoor workshop to 345-345. Also, if you guys want a copy of our assignment contract, text assignment 345-345. And then we got next week coming in from Houston, Derek Acuff flipping a house on Instagram. Cool. So that's going to be fun. We got to hang out with him back in Dallas. Uh, and if you guys need help getting ARV or closing your deals in Phoenix, please reach out, reach out to Max on Instagram. What's your handle again? It's uh, MaxiMenis underscore E-R-A. So MaxiMenis underscore era. There you go. And again, guys, if you like this show, please share this episode right now because a rising tide does lift all boats. Thank you guys for listening. And cool. thank you. This awesome. was awesome. Yep.